This is Marjan Love of Marjan's Musings and the author of The Temptation Saga. This is our second podcast in the Saigon's Deadly Game series. In the first podcast, I talked to you about the inspiration for the core character of the entire Temptation Saga. I've named her Marge, and in the book, my Marge is a coffee-colored eyed brunette who dyes her hair different colors. And um, I wanted to tell you about some of the characters that Marge interacts with when she's a high school student in the beginning of the book. So Marge has a friend by the name of Trisha, and Trisha is a twin. Her brother Tommy is a high school student, and he works a paper route to help support his mom. He's a blonde, blue-eyed boy with asymmetric features, and we find out more about that in the story. He's pubescent, and he's taunting but subservient to his older brother, Johnny. He's an excellent dancer. He's from a working-class background, and his father has recently passed away. Um, he has a mother who's kind of aggressive, um, and in the story, there's a very subtle competition between him and his older brother, Johnny, for Marge's affections. Tommy and Johnny's mother is named Terry, and um, she is Marge's best friend in high school, Trisha's mom. She's blonde, blue-eyed, slender, and she's fast approaching 40. She's recently been widowed. She's a responsible person, and she's very caring, but she's kind of emotionally volatile. She's a punctual person, and she's fastidious. And her occupation, she's a nurse at the local hospital. She comes from a working-class family. She's a community college graduate. And her internal conflicts, she's torn by loneliness. And being a widowed single mom, she has a great many responsibilities. There's an external conflict in the book. She's being hounded by a bank manager who's trying to foreclose on her home. And she's currently in debt to the hospital where she works due to her late husband's massive medical bills. But Terry is not alone in the world. She has a dear friend by the name of Diane. And Diane's role in the story, she's Marge and Trisha's beautician. She's Marge's future boyfriend, Johnny's desire. And she's Trisha's best friend, Deidre's daughter. Diane helps Marge land a lucrative modeling job. Diane's a community college student. She has dark brunette hair, dark brown eyes. And what's interesting for me as a writer, she has a striking physical resemblance to Marge. But she has a fuller figure than Marge. Diane's personality is she's feisty and accommodating, and her habits, she's punctual and professional. 
Her background, she's Johnny's friend and Johnny's buddy Tim's former girlfriend. Her internal conflict, she likes Marge, who winds up dating Johnny, but Diane has known sexy Johnny for years, and therein lies a tale. Because Diane knows Johnny is a player with the ladies. Now, Diane's mom, Deidre, is Terry's friend, and um, she takes Polaroid photographs of Marge, which help her land the modeling job at the prestigious... Um, department store. And um, her role in the story is she drives Johnny's Camaro home from a snake bite fiasco. Her physical description, she's shapely, 40-something, and she's lonely with brown eyes. Her personality is engaging. Deidre supports her daughter's burgeoning career as a beautician by playing mom's taxi and having her friends utilize Diane's growing skills as a beautician and esthetician. Her background, Deidre's working class, and her internal conflicts, she's a divorcee and she wants to be married again. Her external conflicts, as a nurse, Working with Terry, she's in a low-paying, high-stress job. The next character is Johnny, spelled J-O-H-N-N-Y. And that's kind of interesting because, as I told you in the first podcast, the Marge Mosaic has a sub-persona named J-O-H-N-N-I-E. Later... In her life, the Marge Mosaic gets rid of the odd spelling and uses J-O-H-N-N-Y as her name. So this young fellow is Marge's ambivalent first boyfriend. His occupation, he's a seal coat applier. He works on the inside of industrial chemical tanks, coating the metallic surface with polymers so that the chemicals inside the tank don't corrode through the tank and spill their contents. His physical description, he's only five foot three. He has thin blonde hair, pale blue eyes, and an excellent physique because he works out. His personality, he's a daredevil, the tough little guy, optimistic, protective of his family and friends. His habits and mannerisms, he's hardworking, loyal to his nuclear family, but he's sexist and he's promiscuous. His background, he's a working class man's man. He emulates his recently deceased father. His external conflicts, he's saddled with an adult's responsibilities at a very young age. His family history includes alcohol abuse. Johnny is a smoker who teaches Marge's sub-persona, Johnny, to smoke and to drink. 
all those characters are in the beginning of the book when we're dealing with Marge as an adolescent. And Marge becomes very attached to Johnny's family. I mean, she starts out introduced to the family because she befriends Trisha, and Trisha befriends Marge, and they become buddies. They're high school buddies. And Trisha takes Marge home for her 14th birthday party sleepover, at which point Trisha and her mother Terry give Marge a new haircut. And Deidre brings Diane over to perform this haircut. And it becomes quite an interesting experience for everybody involved. Later on, Johnny shows up and there is um, an alcohol seduction of Marge because Johnny is medicated and not thinking clearly. He's in an altered mental state because he had an accident that day and he was medicated at the emergency room. And without using proper judgment, he then drinks because it's his birthday and he makes cocktails and gets himself inebriated. And um, a rather sad adult situation ensues. And because of this happening, Marge and Johnny wind up thrown together, even though under normal situations, they probably would not be pair-bonded. And um, over time, both of them become more and more uncomfortable with this situation. So when Marge lands her modeling job, She's working this job as many hours as she can get to earn money to pay back a debt she incurred to a flight instructor at a parachute jump school. And this is the romantic hero, Derek Martel Johnson. And Marge develops a bone-deep crush on this very handsome, um, engaging Man. So I'm going to do the character description of the hero of Saigon's Deadly Game, Derek Martel Johnson. The role in the story. He's the object of the Marge Mosaic's desires. He's the hero. And in the later section of the book, where we go back in time into Derek's past, he rescues my young heroine to Kim. He becomes her potential lover and fiancé. What he does in Vietnam is he's a medic, and he works in the operating room. And he works with Morris Rosen, M.D., who everyone on base refers to as the good doctor. When we first meet him in New Jersey, he's a parachute jump instructor. But when we travel back in time to Saigon, he is the good doctor's best medic and a very talented um, person who takes care of wounded soldiers. Derek's Physical description, he's exceedingly handsome. He's tall, slender, but very well-muscled, with bright bronze curls, 
topaz blue eyes, elegant, skillful hands. His personality. He's exceptionally dedicated, brilliant and knowledgeable, hardworking. He's a lonely romantic, affectionate but very short-tempered, and he's much too sensitive for the gory army career he has chosen. He's also a natural musician with a very good sense of humor. His habits and mannerisms, he's a workaholic. He's observant, impulsive, a gambler. He's openly affectionate, even in public, and he's fiercely loyal. His background, he's American. He's the only son of half-French, half-English aristocratic background. His internal conflicts. Derek lost his beloved mother at a very young age. He winds up living with a punitive but loving grandmare who raised him in France for a few years. Later, she passes away, and he winds up traveling the country and the world with his world-famous cardiac and neurosurgeon father. So at this point, he becomes a very lonely boy who grows up in hotels, and he's drawn to erotica. He's ambivalent about his best friend in the army, Sam. He gets engaged to his buddy, uh, Reverend Bill's older sister, Bonnie, on the rebound from being unable to find Marge after she visits him at the Flying A Ranch. Then, Amazing Marge shows up and offers herself to him and puts him in one heck of a quandary because he's already proposed marriage to this other woman and he's very much attracted to Marge. His external conflicts when we travel back in time with him. He's a soldier in a war zone. And in the hospital where they work on the base in Saigon, he's attracted to a beautiful mulatto nurse who turns him down when he proposes marriage because of racism in her hometown. While Derek is on leave, he's lured by an innocent young beauty in distress and thus becomes trapped in a deadly game. He also has authority issues with his base commander. He tries to save the life of the lucky man, and we'll talk about the lucky man in a later episode. But he accidentally injures Tony rather severely. Later in the book, he nearly dies of post-traumatic stress disorder with a reactive depression and anorexia. And if you want to know more about that, you have to read the book. But when he gets back home to the United States, he becomes an entrepreneur and he opens up this jump school to employ recovering Tony, his buddy Charlie, and Reverend Bill. And there in New Jersey on the Flying A Ranch extension, the Marge Mosaic falls out of the sky into his lap and touches his heart. 
And I think that's where we'll end this podcast today. This is Marjan Love, and this has been the Saigon's Deadly Game Insider Information Podcast. And um, I hope you'll join me for Marjan's musings on capeandtv.org, or if you're local and you get Comcast cable, I'm on Thursday nights at 10 o'clock in the evening and Sunday nights at 8, and then they pop my show in at other slots at other times. So look at the Cape Band TV schedule, and you can see my little television show. I hope you enjoyed this podcast, and we'll come back with more characters and vignettes from Saigon's Deadly Game next time. <laughs>